Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler Sweeney in the house. Tyler, what is up, my man? First post game show for me this year. Back, getting back on the horse here. This is your first? Yeah. That's right, because you didn't do any last weekend. No. First one for me. It's my spring training. I mean, this is all of our spring trainings. I'll definitely say that. This is my second one. Jim's gone twice, I think. Doug twice, Connor twice, Neil once. Yeah, we're getting in the groove. Um, if any of you watching this year from last year have noticed, we've got three new people on to do the post game shows with us. So, a little bit of a mixture, but like you said, this is our spring training as well. So, we're getting back into the groove. We're back. Um, and you know, it's really hard for me right now, and I'm kind of battling it, trying not to overreact to everything. I feel like I go through this every spring training. I have to remind myself in my brain. Don't put too much stock into everything. That's fair. Let me ask you this. What do you want to overreact to? Briefly. The bullpen in particular just today. But when you really dive into it, these are guys that you probably hope aren't on the major league roster this year, at least to start. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where a lot of the damage came from. So I'm trying not to just tear this bullpen down and once again proclaim that Sherrington can't bu- build a bullpen. I'll save that for April. I'm not going to okay. do it on March 12th. Fair enough. Fair enough. And of course, we are talking about the Pirates did play a game today against the Atlanta Braves. They do lose 11 to 3. Now, mind you, I will say the score isn't totally how the game. I mean, a lot of the damage came when, like you mentioned, the guys that probably weren't going to be on the team were giving up the runs. So I don't think it's fair to judge the entire game as the like the, the score dictates or whatnot. I'm um, a lot closer to that for the most of the game when the starters were in. But uh, just it, this seemed like pretty much the, the Pirates spring training MO. Offense wasn't good. No one really showed up except for a few players. But as far as the team goes, certainly didn't. Um, the pitching side, like, you know, you have one person stood out, which I think maybe we'll talk on. I mean, Mitch, Mitch Keller did start today. Mm-hmm. Looked good. It was, a, yeah. it was a solid starting start for uh, Mitch Keller. Outside of that, more to be desired from pretty much everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. Um, the bats were – I mean, the, the bats were atrocious today. How, how else could you really put it? Um, Pitching-wise, the guys that you hope would perform kind of performed today. Good to see Mitch Keller do what he did. Will Crow came in, got results. I don't know. We can probably dive deeper into him a little bit. Sure. Um, and then Colin Selby, he's another guy that I think there's some intrigue on. But, you know, Johan Ramirez, I'm personally not too intrigued by him. And I don't even know who the guy was that finished the game. Can't even remember his name. Well, there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? There were multiple guys there at the end that, that I just kind of tuned out. Yes, the, the the office space quote some of us some are not going to work here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's who they were. Yeah, 
some yeah. clunker chunker junker clunker junker that's his name yeah that guy yeah very fitting right um so let's i guess start it out so mitch color you want to start with mitch color he yeah, obviously started the game today uh he does go four innings gave up three hits two earned one walk four strikeouts um i mean the scoring started when he gave up the home run to michael harris of course michael harris pretty good ball player he's so good. It's it's not as if like this was they're facing they're facing the Yankees C team or such right I mean this was a solid lineup by the Braves Michael Harris good player so he gives up the home run uh, the other run that he gave up eh. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest I'm trying to remember it at this point <laughs> well he got on base with the Swinski defense that that is that's right yeah. Doe for didn't quite get to, which we you know we can talk about Sawinski here a yeah. little bit as well. Um, I mean, again, it's two earned runs. I'm not trying to give up too many excuses, but that was one of those, eh, maybe that could have been an out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even with the two runs, I mean, just like how you're talking about not overreacting, you know, when it comes to spring training, it's not so much, I don't want to truly say results, but it's not so much stats mm-hmm. that I'm looking for, you know, not so much slash lines, ERAs, a lot of other things. And today in Mitch Keller's outing, he looked good. Yeah, no complaints about him today. You saw the velocities kind of back to where it was last year. Um, he's pretty much sitting mid-90s right now. I think we saw him up to 97 today. Yeah. Urban slider looked good. Yep. Uh, Michael Harris, he, he was just up in the zone a little bit. Michael Harris caught one that was up, sent it the other way. It is what it is. Guy's a dude. It's going to happen. Um, going four innings. Only giving up two to the Braves. Everything looked fine, so... No complaints. He looks like the same Mitch Keller we've really seen for the past eight months. To be fair, we're, we're, we're pretty much approaching 10 months now. Yeah, probably. I guess it is already March. We're coming up to like a full year of good Mitch Keller. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Hang on to that. <laughs> yeah, no complaints about him today. Again, yeah. and I don't think we've had many complaints all spring. You hit the money on that. I haven't at all. You know, and as far as we talk about results, ERA, I mean, he's got a 409 ERA on spring. So it's not as if that's alarming. It's not as if we're talking he has an 11 ERA, but he looks good. I mean, the number's fitting. He looks good, 409 ERA for spring, whatever. Um, I, I can't ask for much more out of Mitch Keller right now. Like you said, seeing the velocity where it's at right now in spring already, um, just seeing like his pitch repertoire and how he's mixed it in and how they all look. I mean, he looks, he looks like a good major league pitcher, a complete difference from last year. Yeah. I think if anything, what he's done this spring is just kind of calm the nerves that we had going on about him coming into this year with the shift. And um, is right. he going to be able to maintain, you know, hanging on to that two seam? And is that really the answer? I think he's kind of settled us in a little bit that I'm more comfortable believing in him and penciling him into this rotation every day going forward or every, correct. Day, I should say. Correct. And like you said about, about all that, you know, we were worried about the shift and becoming a two seam, like a ground ball type pitcher. And, you know, he's not like Jim put it, I think as his first start, but Mitch has proven it since. I mean, this guy has multiple ways of getting outs. If mm-hmm. he needs to get the ground ball out, he can do it now, but he's like, he's striking out people as well. So after today, 15 innings, 17 strikeouts on the spring. I mean, yeah, he's, he's striking dudes out. Yeah, and that's also an improvement because we didn't see that swing and miss last year. We right. saw the weak contact. That's um, why we, we were worried about the, the contact. We're starting to see that swing and miss really come into his game, and we started to a little bit last year, 
he was able to use the four seam off the two seam a lot better. But we're seeing it with the curveball and the slider now. Just I'm with you. Really excited about him right now. I am. I am. I, I am. So uh, that's Mitch Keller's start as we talked about. Um, and again, going into it, you know, we said early on the offense, early on the game was pretty close. So Brian Reynolds, his second home run in as many games today is maybe Brian Reynolds coming back to life. That that would be a, a good thing right now because he's had a pretty bad spring so far. Uh, so what, 107 off the bat? Mm-hmm. I didn't get any actual measurements. Was it like 420, 425 I heard it went? I'll be honest. I was going pee when he hit the home run, so I didn't get to really see it. <laughs> I just heard it. Um, but I'm, You heard it all the way up in Ohio? <laughs> That's exactly. how loud it was? I'm not. I'm not quite to the point where I'm concerned about Brian Reynolds at all. He's a guy that just, just get right. You'll be fine. Uh, let, let me take that back. I, I was never right. concerned I by any it. means, right? Like he's one yeah. of the dudes where you don't care at all while spring goes. Mm-hmm. It's just now's the time you'd want to start maybe seeing the veterans right. start coming into it. So that way when it happened to Pittsburgh, you know, and right. Well, I guess Cincinnati March 30th. Essentially. So, so we're not like in May and talking about, is this the series Brian Reynolds is going to break out for the year? Right. That's a good point because that was last year. He started off really slow last year, didn't he? Yeah. Prego Reynolds. Exactly. (laughs) So no babies that we're aware of on the way. So maybe, you know, come March 30th, Reynolds is getting into in-season form now starting yesterday. So yeah, no, again, though, that was good to see. Maybe his bats coming to life. Um, And then Sawinski, the other guy hit home run as well today. Uh, I got a lot of flack. I think that's something maybe we could talk about. But yeah. And then, of course, fittingly, before he hit the home run, I said, obviously, it came after the um, the uh, misplayed ball we talked about in the outfield, right? Yeah. So it came after that, and I just simply said, I mean, Jack Swinski has not had a good spring, like anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about offensively, defensively, like he's just not had a good spring. And I get to hear how, well, first off, then he hits the home run, and it's like, yeah. oh, the and then he has a three-run bomb, you know, whatever, two-run, whatever. But yeah, so he hits that, and then you know, like, like I'm hearing about the slugging, like the on-base and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, listen, we're talking about 18 at bats at first, you know, and like we just said right now, as far as spring training goes, I'm not too worried about slash lines, you know, or ERA mm-hmm. in that sense. Like I'm a little worried about other things. And what really worried me about Sawinski to this point was the 55% K rate. Yeah. Like you can fake the funk a little bit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if one ball drops in, like we saw with Adolfo Castro, like he went from a 200 to a 300 batting average and like one hit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So like if one ball drops in, that slash line can look really, really good right now at this point in time. But striking out more than half your at-bats, which coming into this season, that's what we were worried about with him. And I get the outfield stuff. Like a lot of guys, I and mean, you saw it today too. Well, we'll talk about Kyle Mitchell. It wasn't too much of the sun I can blame. But we've seen a lot of instances where like the sun, the wind, you know, we just know how Bradenton is in general, right? Has has caused problems for a lot of players, Pirates and opposing team. Um, so it's like, I, I understand like you can give him the benefit of the doubt stuff, but like I can't walk away saying offensively or defensively, Jackson Winskis look good. I can't do that. There's nothing about Jackson's game so far this spring that I can look at and say, no, that's good. He's earned something. Everything has like has to have a building excuse for it, which is pretty much the entire Pirates team right now. When you know you have to like squint hard enough to say, yes, but, mm-hmm. and that's like Jack Sawinski. Like anything about his game right now, I could say, yes, but here's why I could say he's having a good time. 
though I 1000% agree with you. We've seen the misplays in the outfield, but it's the, the case, man. They're just, you can't strike out that much. And that was the big concern about him last year. He was essentially a home runner strikeout. That was it. That was a concern coming into this year. Right now he's just striking out way too much. He's kind of showing that there might be questions about whether he can play center field. We know he can play left. That's not a problem. But if the bat's not going to play and you're going to be a slightly below average hitter, which is what I think we might be leading into him becoming, I have some concerns. And like you said, I don't want him just handed the outfield job just because he had an okay rookie year. He got sent down last year for a reason. Right. I'm with you. You know, he was what, an over 28 slump at that point in time? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would like to see him maybe grind out a little bit longer. They sent him down right away. But regardless, when he came back, it's oh, actually in AAA, it still mm-hmm. carried over. And when he came back, it carried over. Like it started clicking maybe a little bit towards the end. But those concerns, again, were what you were concerned about heading into this year. So when you're seeing the same concerns happen in spring so far, I really don't care that he's walked four times as well. You know, I don't care that his batting average is about a 250. He's striking it out over half the time still. Like, that's the concern. So if you're going to have a second-half Jack Sawinski, like you're talking about, and when you see the defense in the center field, like everything has to come with an excuse with it. I don't know that he's good. Sure, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he hasn't gone out there and said, this is my position. I can play center. So if you have a below-average hitter who's, like you're saying, a below-average fielder, that's that's not good. <laughs> so, but the problem is too, like others said, and I agree, it's not as if anyone else is running out there with that position. You know, like maybe Kane Smith and Jigma is doing a little bit. Um, Swaggerty, you could say, you know, is, but like outside of that, no one in the outfield is is showing any results. No, I'd agree with that. The other thing about Sawinski is you can't tell me last year that he needed to be sent down to work on some things. And this year, whenever you have much more competition though, in the outfield that he's just going to be handed an outfield spot on opening day. I can't, I can't get along with both those things there. I think there's a lot that he still needs to work out. We keep hammering at strikeouts. There's enough guys here that probably can man the outfield and not having Jack Sawinski up. Isn't really going to hurt. Yeah. Again, fair point. However, I don't know, due to the fact that he has had the experience, due to the fact that we have seen it happen, albeit for not as you know a, a long length of time, but we've seen it happen, and we haven't seen it from you know Smith and Jigba and the others. Uh, and again, the fact that no one else has really taken it, I, I I'm penciling in Jack Swinsky in the lab. Like I'm I'm with you. He shouldn't be given it. There's still some spring left that it could be taken from him. But the way the others are playing right now, I'm still kind of penciling him in. And again, just the fact that the center field situation also, he I feel like he he can play it to some level. Again, think about when Brian Reynolds went in the center field initially. Yeah. Y- you know how we thought about that. And like I feel like I might have more confidence in Jack Sawinski right now than I had with Brian Reynolds at the time when he was moving the center. But regardless, like I feel like that's my, why he might get the upper echelon. In this sense, but you're you're correct that like it's not his to be gifted by any means. 
he was sent down last year because of his production. So if he's still having those issues, like you're saying, why should he just be given it now? But yeah. you're again, like you're, you're thinking about the, there's a lot of competition. Like, yes, there is, but it's not good competition. That's the problem. It's, it's more than last year. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's not saying much, but there, there are probably four guys already on this major league roster that can play the outfield. Right. Maybe five, depending on if G1 Bay makes the opening day club. And and there's another one too. Like he, right. you could see him potentially playing center field, mm-hmm. but he's not doing a damn he's, thing he's right now. He's just not doing him. it. And even today he went over two. Is that what it was? Yeah. He, yeah. And he didn't over look two good. With another strikeout. Oh. Was the one was a fielder's choice, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's one that Cruz. Yeah, yeah, beat it, beat it out in second. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's not hitting the ball with authority. I don't really think he's played a good second base. He's, it's kind of like a he kind of looks like Marcotta right now, to be honest with you. That's fair. Sad, but fair. (laughs) So I mean, there's a there's still a lot of question marks, but to go back to Jack Sawinski, he's a guy. I think obviously he's going to get that crack, the first crack on opening day, but he's also someone that I could see us talking about in three weeks, talking about wanting him sent down. Right. I'm with you. And to some, everything we just set up to the pirates end of things, like that's just what the pirates team is that we're talking about Bay. We're like, there's, there's actual competition this year. Whereas for the previous years, it's just been, Rule five pickups, DFA pickups, waiver claim pickups. Like there's actual like guys that are coming up into the system, actual free agents that came here. And again, like the team is just, I mean, what the record shows pretty much. It's like every game, there's like one guy, maybe two guys that kind of stand out and show you something, and everyone else falls flat. And that's what happened today. So again, we talked about Swinsky's home run. We talked about Brian Reynolds' home run. Cruz had a hit, went one for three today with a, a strikeout. Uh Troy had a hit today, and that's it. That's it. That's your offense. It it was pathetic. Yeah. And these what are guys battling for spots. Yeah. You we haven't seen anybody go really grab a spot right now. Mm-hmm. And it's really not encouraging. This is going back. I don't want to overreact, but it's not encouraging when you're getting carved up by really a guy that's a fringe prospect. And they got carved up today. Correct. 11 strikeouts for the whole entire team, which again, pretty much seems to be their MO this spring. And we talked about like, Hey, the guys are bringing in these free agents. Like there's, there's a shift. You guys are going to get on base and they're not. Um, So I'm with you, man. Like it's, it's now March 12th. You know, we're heading into about the halfway, you know, halfway point of spring training. Going to be getting into the games here shortly. Like now's the time you do want to see people start turning it up again, especially the guys that are fighting for roster spots, your bays, your even cash shows to degrees, right? Your Swinskis. Like you want to see these guys start producing because these are these at bats are really starting to mean something. You know, the first week, the second week, it's kind of whatever. They're getting back into the groove of things. Now you want to start seeing production. So at this point in time, again, like we're just we're still not. And that's somewhat concerning. Again, somewhat, not to overreact, like you're mentioning. But I'm somewhat concerned this team is still just falling completely flat. Yeah. Completely agree with you. I just had whatever I was going to say fall right out of my head. Um, no, but 
effect. You're talking about we want to see some production now. And just to be clear, we're not talking just result-based production. You can't be striking out 11 times. They're not good at bats that are being put forward right now, and that's the concerning part. You can live with you know not putting up any runs and you just ran into some balls and they fell into gloves. That happens. You're not going to score 11 runs every game, but you need to see better at bats being put forward. Now would be the time you really want to see the defense look a lot better than it has, I think. It's been pretty rough so far. Those are the type of things that we're talking about when we talk about results. Pretty rough. That's a pretty positive way to speak yeah. it, too. Did you want to bring up the Cal Mitchell one today, Lord, too? man. He's just bad. It's... I know. I'm not overreacting here, either. He's just bad. He's not good. He's never been today, good. He's not good. Today, it's a fair to say, like, I don't think you could blame that one on the sun or wind. Like, no. that, to me, that was just bad defense. That was just terrible. Got, and we've seen a few of those. So around three, four times, and we've seen it before in his major league career as well. He's just not good defensively and his bat doesn't play well enough to be a major leaguer. He's just kind of hogging up a 40 man spot right now. I'm kind of with that. Like I, I felt we know the arms bad. Yeah. So, you know, you wondered if he could play good enough defense. You live with the arm. Maybe the bat comes. Cause I mean, offensively, like he had a really good year last year, you know, in triple a and such. So yeah. you would wonder maybe the bat could play at least. I don't know if it's going to play for like a first base role as some were suggesting, just because again, like does he hit well enough to play first base? You know, maybe he fits well enough to play like a middle infield. Um, but again, like the gloves not going to, I'm not suggesting, I'm saying that the, the profile, right. maybe good glove offensively, you know, fits in the middle infield. He can do it. But I just, like you're saying, I don't see enough defensively anywhere. Like, just having a bad arm, the, the glove is nowhere near suggesting he's able to still be a competent outfielder. Like, I don't see a role. It's it's a DH. And again, is he is he good enough to DH? Yeah. No. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned now about the Cal Mitchell. Um, Concern's probably career, not the I correct guess. word. I'm just kind of out on him completely. I have no desire to really, I have no intrigue with him. I have no desire. I'm good. I've seen enough next. Sure. I guess that's where I'm going. It's just like, like you're yeah. talking about, there's like competition, you know, there's, there's a plethora of outfielders. I don't think any of us are really in on many right. being good. I think we all like Kanan Smith and Jigba. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think either of us think he's like an everyday, a really good player. You know, they're all kind of fringe guys. I think we're lower on Cal Mitchell, but I think yeah. like you're saying like that's where my concern is, is like this outfield depth that we're talking about isn't really depth. It's kind of fool's gold. It's just guys. Yeah, you would really hope that one of these fringe type of prospects would take that step forward. And I think we thought it was going to be Swinsky. It still could be, mm -hmm. um, but I don't we haven't seen that next step taken by any of those guys yet. They're all still kind of toiling around at that triple A. Maybe they can play level. None of them have really just taken the reins and said, I'm the dude. No. Nope. For the people listening to the podcast, we were shaking our heads. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I don't know, man. Like offensively, is there anything else that you really want to talk about on these players? Do we want to talk about Cruz a, a little bit? I feel like, you know, we have to talk about them every time. Yeah. I'm just to touch on them real quick. Going. It's all coming back to Swinsky again, though. We talk about the results with Swinsky. Yeah. Triple slash wise. 
We look at Cruz, it's pretty similar numbers, but with Cruz, we're not seeing the strikeouts. I know he had an ugly one today, but mm-hmm. we're not seeing them hardly at all this spring. He maybe has four strikeouts this spring. I- Let me look it up. He did have one today, one for three, which you mentioned the, the strikeout we saw today. Mm-hmm. For the lefty, the slider alone away, which he struggled with all last season. So like seeing that today stood out. We haven't seen a lot this spring, which is good, but that was what he struggled with, and we saw it again today. Um, but, yes, four spring – sorry, I'm kind of stalling. Four spring, he's got – yeah, today was his fourth strikeout so, in 26 at-bats. I can live with that That's from O'Neill Cruz. I, I would and, love that. More than live with it. But, Yeah. That's what we're talking about when we talk about this seeing improvement. The results look almost identical between Suwinski and Cruz, but you watch there at bats. Cruz looks just so much better, and he looks so much more comfortable this year. So um, we also got to see him hit a baseball 110 miles an hour, so that was fun. That was fun. I mean, he roped that into the outfield, but that's something he's you know been doing. We haven't seen like a ton of home runs but again we got yeah. 26 at bats he's got what two on the year so far um and four strikeouts he he looks good like that's what we're talking about like you're saying like when you look at the slash lines Cruz is getting on base less slugging is now about the same ops pretty much aligns you know about the same as well but when you look at sawinski and you look at ono cruz they're two different players right now in this in this part of spring so you you're hitting that right on the head right there. This is why we're talking. I don't care about slash lines. Yeah, really happy with where we're at with him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got to see it carry into the season. Mind you, just something to to just to bring up, just to bring up. And I don't know if anyone has yet, but uh, he's he's let off pretty much every game too. It seems like they're going to keep him in that uh, spot, which is something we speculated on the off season. So kind of happy about that. I like yeah. it. And I think today's lineup was pretty close to what we will see on opening day. Besides Triolo and Hayes being flip-flopped and who knows where Hayes hits, but pretty close. Yeah. I know Jim and Doug covered Hayes yesterday. Yeah. I won't. Uh, I, I want to talk about Hayes, so we'll save that maybe for tomorrow on Starbucks yeah. with you and I. A little foreshadowing. <laughs> see what time I wake up. <laughs> um, all right. So should we move off for the bats and talk a little bit about the uh, rest of the pitchers at yeah, all? Yeah, let's just get there. We'll make it quick because we talked about Mitch Keller, and that's pretty much all we have to. We'll we'll mention Will Crow. So we did throw that scoreless mm-hmm. inning. One hit, which was that bloop into the right field, one strikeout. Again, as mentioned, zero uh, earned runs. What did you think about Will Crow today? I like what I saw command-wise. Um, the velocity is not what made him intriguing to you and I before. I don't think we've really seen him in that mid to upper 90s yet too often this spring and we've seen this before from him as well wherever we'll see the velo dip um but and he's really got a command well which he did today the changeup still plays really well i am a little more worried though if that velocity doesn't come back which i i think it will it's march 12th but if it doesn't come back he's gonna have to be very precise i'm still in on will crow just i'm cautious right now Right. That's a good way of putting it because I was a big advocate on he was overworked 
you know, I remember doing this show like three weeks before it happened, saying how people in Pittsburgh are going to turn on Will Crow very soon. They're going to say he's terrible, and I'm here to tell you he's not, and here's why. And he became terrible. Everyone turned on Will Crow, and I'm still not, I'm not there with him at all. I think, again, he was overworked, um, and I didn't realize it, but clearly he put on 25 pounds last year. He was way over shape, and his over big shape. belly got in the way, and, <laughs> you know, like – Okay, so maybe there was some re- you know more rhyme and reason to why he was just really really bad at the end of the year too. So the lack of velocity right now does concern me. Like you said, it's not it's not what made him good before, but still, I'm I'm worried if you have a 92 Will Crow and not like a 95 96 mm-hmm. Will Crow. But I wonder, pitching Yenza, is is maybe there's something too where he just was overworked last year. He broke down. Is he maybe building up? Is maybe like lasting the season more a concern? That's what I'm kind of I'm speculating, yeah, right? I, I'm just throwing stuff at a wall yeah. right now. Is that maybe a possibility? You know, I'm not gonna go out there and just start throwing 96, 97 mile bullets mm-hmm. right now because my issue was holding up all year. I want to make sure I do that. Yeah, that's something I was thinking about as well. Is that maybe he's just keeping some bullets in the chamber right now? We used to see Mark Melanson do it as well in spring. He'd, oh, yeah, he'd be real down, bore us. You know, so he'd come back out and be 93, 94. Even a reliever we won't name right now. Yeah. Who yeah, would easily exactly. touch triple digits. I feel like you you had concerns every spring. Why is he only hitting 96? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with Will Crow. Maybe that's why right now. Yeah. And the the only reason I do bring up the velocity with him is we had we saw it at the end of last year. We saw him go from that 95, 96 to the 91, 92, 93. And that's when he really started breaking down. If he had stayed at 95, 96 all year and he was throwing this now, I probably wouldn't be as concerned. Not that I'm overly concerned now, but it's just something to keep an eye on with him. Right. And like this is a valid point. As Anthony says, Crow maybe burnt this year like Stratton last year. I mean, he could. It's just right now at spring, there's really nothing to dictate that is the case. And, you know, I'm going to give pretty much everyone the benefit of the doubt here. I think we'll know more come April. But at this point in time, again, this is why we are concerned. Uh, but again, not going to overreact at this point. Yeah, just it's something to watch with him. That it's giving me a little pause. Fair enough. But what I did like to is so the hit itself and you know the two other outs, uh, soft contact. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't hit hard either today. Uh, for the, you know the little bit we can talk about that he was in the game for. Yeah, outside I thought of that. There you go. Uh, Perdoma, Ramirez, like you said, Selby, De Los Santos. De Los Santos another one. I yeah. mean, he's one that's always kind of brought intrigue. Uh, he does go one inning today with a walk, strikeout, no hits. ERA, three on the spring training year. Anything from De Los Santos you want to bring up? Not in particular. He didn't really do anything and jumped off the page today. Um, didn't get hit hard. But just in general, he's a guy you really – need to see take that step forward to get this bull fret bullpen to change from a bunch of average Joes to a couple guys that can actually dominate an inning. And he's one of the guys that can do that. Right. Aside from that, there's nothing today really that would change any opinion either way, I don't think. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. And I think what it was 12 pitches he threw today. So uh not a whole lot you could really see from him either. But yeah, so yeah. I mean he did his job though. Um, aside from that, like the bullpen as a unit certainly did not. Aside from uh, De Los Santos, 
just to touch on Perdomo real quick. He's a guy that we had talked about with Justice. Um, maybe taking that other left-handed spot in the bullpen, if there is one. I'm I'm good. No thanks. Pass. So I just want to bring this up because I wanted to bring it up with him. We know the last time you've heard me on this show, I was talking about Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith and Jigba. Uh, The reasons I was intrigued by Caleb Smith, right? Well, we've seen some more of his outings. My intrigue has gone away. I I don't think that was the answer for him. It doesn't seem as if incorporating the two-seamer has done anything because the home run was his problem, and he's given up, what, three home runs now in spring? So it seems like that's still plaguing him. But but what I want to add to this is, as terrible as he looked, if they're going to do another lefty, he still might be that guy. Because yeah, <laughs> like like we're talking about, no one else is really taking the reins here. So it might just end up being Caleb Smith by default because he is the veteran by any means, and they could just cut him loose whenever they want to. to yeah, to make a move or whatnot. But yeah, uh, Perdomo is yeah. just no control, and I, I mean he's six eight. What are you going to do? Right. He just has no idea how to use his body. And that leaves you with a rule five pick as your only lefty. So that's it. It could, it could be Caleb Smith and Jigba. <laughs> Shout out to justice for that one. All right. Well, anything else about today's game you want to hit on? No, I think we pretty much hit on everything that's worth talking about today. It's kind of where I'm at too. So with that said, appreciate everyone for watching. Uh, the pirates will play again. There will be another win sometime in the future. So uh, with that said, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Peace out, our scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.